Perspective on this now, fresh from last night's Republican presidential debate, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who's also, as you might know, a former U.S. Attorney Governor. Good to see you. So CNN just reported that a plumber, a maid, a chauffeur, and a woodworker are among Mar-a-Lago staffers and contract workers who federal prosecutors may call to testify against former President Trump and his two co-defendants at the, the classified documents trial. Does that indicate anything to you about the, the depth of the prosecution's case? The breadth and the depth of the prosecution's case, Anderson. As you know, um, I did this for seven years as the U.S. attorney in the fifth largest office in the country. We did over 130 uh, political corruption cases without a defeat. Um, what you want to see in a witness list is a broad and deep witness list that can cover every potential contingency, every potential exit ramp that the defendant may have to try to uh, justify um, his or her conduct that you believe, based upon your evidence, is criminal. And so I think what you're seeing is just how thorough Jack Smith's investigation has been, and that there's no one who has seen or heard anything at Mar-a-Lago regarding these documents who is going to be um, immune from testifying if they believe they have relevant information. CNN is also reporting that prosecutors may call to testify people who were in the room at the former president's New Jersey golf club when he discussed allegedly showed the classified plan to attack Iran. How important would it be for jurors to hear from, from those witnesses? Very important, because as you know, um, Donald Trump has said that uh, he was you know, showing around some news clippings um, and not anything like that, even though his words were contrary to that. So I think you're going to need something to corroborate the tape um, and the corroboration, best corroboration, will be that people were actually at the table and could say exactly what they saw he was flashing around and showing them. So I think it makes sense to do that. Um, and if their, uh, you know, evidence is, as the prosecution has alleged, that's going to be a real problem for Donald Trump. There's as much talk about New York Times poll that, you know, about from uh, the, over the weekend shows, as you know, that, that Trump leading Biden in five out of six key swing states. The poll also indicates about 6% of voters potentially determinative margin would switch their support in those states from Trump to Biden if the former president was convicted, sentenced in a criminal trial. Um, I mean, if Trump is found guilty sometime next year before the nominating convention, do you think the party would possibly change horses midstream? I mean, is that even possible? Sure, because the nomination process will not be over at that point, Anderson. And that's why I've been saying I'm in this for the long haul. I am in this to the convention because circumstances are going to change and change significantly. And not only because of the trial that starts on the day before Super Tuesday, but there's going to be testimony coming out all through that period of time that's going to be extraordinarily damning of the president. My guess is my first witness would be Mark Meadows. You know, not some rogue Democrat prosecutor, not some product of the two-tiered system of justice that Donald Trump talks about, but a founder of the Freedom Caucus from North Carolina who served as his final chief of staff, has immunity. And Anderson, he's going to be sitting 20 feet from Donald Trump in the federal courthouse in Washington, D.C., and telling a jury under oath that Donald Trump committed crimes right before his eyes to try to overturn the 2020 election. That is determining type of evidence. And I believe, and I've said this, the walls are closing in. He will be convicted. And you will see people change their votes and run from him in droves, not only when the conviction happens, but as that evidence begins to develop and people hear it from folks like Mark Meadows under oath. Um, he didn't show up to the debate last night, but in a new interview with Univision, the former president reiterated his willingness to use the Department of Justice to go after his political opponents if he wins back the White House, saying, and I quote, 
If I happen to be president and I see somebody who's doing well and beating me very badly, I say go down and indict them, end quote. That's according to a transcript released by Univision. It's unclear to me who he thinks he'd be running against if he wins another presidential term, since he'd obviously be constitutionally barred from being elected a third time. Nevertheless, um, do you have any doubt that that's what a second term of a Trump administration would be, uh, a retribution? Four years of retribution? No, I mean, he, he, he has said, I will be your retribution. And think about how different, for all the folks out there who are undecided about what to do with this election, think about how different Donald Trump is in 2023 than he was in 2016. In 2016, at the convention, he said, I am your voice. Now he's saying, I am your retribution. Um, this is outrageous. And think about it. You had good folks like Bill Barr who were keeping him on the rails and, and stopping him from doing stuff like this at the Justice Department. Nobody as good and decent and honest as Bill Barr is going to agree to be Donald Trump's attorney general if he ever became president again. That's another thing voters have to think about. The fact is that 40 of his 44 cabinet-level officials have said not only wouldn't they work for him again, they wouldn't support him to be president at all again. I mean, this is incredibly damning for people who work with them every day as president, Anderson. Yeah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, um, you will see him try to do things like that. And it's only going to be the country that can stop him. When we have to stop him is right now.